Muscle Radio, Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, and anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat. From barn fresh to concour ready, Road Muscle Radio parks the latest news, the greatest views, and the biggest names in rolling thunder right in your ears. Let's welcome your show hosts, a freelance automotive journalist, senior auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com, and owner of a sweet 1960 Corvette and a smoking 61 Impala, Brett Hatfield, and 30-plus year radio veteran, author, playwright, lousy karaoke singer, and lover of fat and freaky American classic cars, Mark Catfish Groves. Let's put the pedal to the metal. Road Muscle Radio is on the air. It's another episode of Road Muscle Radio. I'm Catfish Groves, along with Brett Hatfield. How you doing? I am so good. We had a, we had a fun this past weekend. We did have a good time this weekend. Finally we went, got both of us to one car event at the same time. Now, we didn't go in the same vehicle this time. We went to the Old Murray River Run in your uh, your gorgeous 63. Yeah. But uh, this time, you know, we, we both had busy Saturdays. Although I did end up spending more time there than I expected because there were some really cool people to talk to and some really cool cars. Cars in the Park. Uh, cars in the Park at Shawnee Mission Park. It was a fundraiser for Special Olympics. And they had a good turnout and they mm-hmm. had a lot of cool cars there. Oh, yeah. A uh, good variety of stuff. You Interesting know, stuff. I was really happy with that. Uh, well, of course, you know, they had one. What, what was your favorite? Ooh. Um, oh, uh, it was that uh, uh, blue and white 70 Chevelle SS convertible. It was a 454 car with a four-speed. Oh, my God. And a, a blue interior. Really, really, really pretty car. And that was about eight cars down from the overkill pair that the one guy brought. <laughs> <laughs> the the show only oh seventy Chevelle SS. That thing the, was amazing. I gotta put. I've been so la- and I apologize. I've been so lazy. I took video out there. I interviewed a couple. I actually interviewed three people, and I just was it. Uh, I well, just didn't get to it. I didn't put it up like I said. Well, that seventy SS to them. and his new latest generation Camaro sit next to it, and it, that those cars were, you know, that they, thing they would have won World of Wheels. You type know, stuff. I've never seen anybody go to a car show and put glitter down on the ground around. Oh, the car. is that not the cutest thing ever? I'm like, what the hell? Is-? Oh, they put glitter they on the glitter and it that. matched the chromey, shiny, oh, painty. I, I was that. I, I'm sorry. I, it was okay. I'll be honest. I thought it was kind of goofy, but also really fun. Well, it was. It was a, a, a thought that I hadn't seen, but it also shows this guy's been doing car shows at a really high level. Yeah, this oh, is. Yeah. Th- his going out to this thing at the park is not his average thing. I'm guessing he lives close to there. Oh, yeah, because yeah. you wouldn't drive those cars any distance. Oh, my God. No, not with that much chrome. There was no rock chip on either of those cars anywhere. And so, you know, he wound up winning a bunch of the stuff. Oh, he, sure. He won the he, the Chevelle won one, and then the Chevelle won best in show, and then the Camaro won best in its category. Nice. But, yeah, they had a bunch of fun categories for that car show, too. Yeah, they it did. It was, uh, was lot, really interesting. And a lot of really cool stuff. And some very neat cars showed up. Um, it, you talked to the guy with the 39 Plymouth. Tell me about that 39. That guy was so nice. He had a, a big book uh, that showed the progress of it. And I tried to get some more oh, pictures. Oh, so he documented But everything. I talked to him for so long that he ended up talking to other people. And I was trying to kind of muscle my way in to get shots of the book. Yeah. I didn't. But, yeah, it was a 39 Plymouth that actually was a 37 Plymouth. Uh, and it had a 36 front clip on it. 
It was a 37 with a 36 front clip. Yeah, because he liked the shape of the front from uh, 36s better than 37s. They were kind of longer and lower, and the 37s had more of a humpy uh, wheel well. Okay, then my mistake. I thought the thing was a 39 from uh, the back. Uh, it was a, uh, I know, well, how could you tell? It was like glass yeah. and just smooth. Everything, everything was shaved. And the, uh, uh, Watching the progress because when he when he bought that thing and you know I'll I'll put this video up just this will be the Cliff's Notes version he bought it rebuilt it uh, just as a guy kind of figuring out how to do these things put a 1950 truck chassis a uh, 55 truck chassis on the bottom of it really uh, with a 55 flathead and um, that's an interesting mix of put stuff. the body on that painted it red so it was kind of his you know hot rod flathead hot rod. And did that for a while and still had the original front end. And then he decided, you know, no, I need to go all the way. And that's when he got the different clip for it. And it's just, it's that glassy black, which he said was just a basic black. Really? Yeah. And then three coats, a clear coat. It looked great. That's it. Oh my God. Yeah. It was like looking into midnight. And the other car that was right across from that was that 79 Volkswagen Bug Convertible. Oh, that, with 21, how many miles? 21,000 oh, miles. Geez. All original, and all the pinstriping was original, and that tool roll was oh, original, oh. and everything looked like it had just been taken out of the wrapper. Yeah, just off the showroom. It looked brand new. Yeah, which is really surprising because I, I'll be, I, I bought a 71 VW Super Beetle one time, a long time ago, yeah. and uh, it's amazing how quickly the rust will show up. If you look at after them. you buy it, yeah. If you look at them cross-eyed, yeah. All of a sudden, I'm yeah. like, wow, that's warts everywhere. Well, automotive, Every her- automotive herpes, it just pops up everywhere. Yeah. But uh, my, you know, my, you know what my favorite was. You know what it was. You remember that white charmer? Oh, 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 there? oh! That 1960 Dodge Matador. 1960 and the thing is, Dodge Matador. I got home and I looked those up. Yeah, they did not make a ton of those. No, that that's why it was so, well. Part well, one, it was just the big you know 1960 boat, and it's a Mopar. But that one is yeah, it's rare. You don't find that anywhere because it's got that half fin. Yeah, instead of a full fin going to the back, well, it stops about the middle, drops down, goes back to that that almost uh, you know early 60s Galaxy kind of jet engine looking, almost turbine taillights. looking yeah, taillight. Yeah. Ridiculous. God, I love that car. Well, that was the very end of the Virgil Exner era. Ah, yeah, yeah. After he'd left Studebaker and gone to work for uh, Mopar, gone to work for Chrysler. And uh, the thing that caught me, I tried to look this up. I looked everywhere. The cup holder. It was the cup. <laughs> the cup holder. This thing had it had a center armrest with a little aluminum retractable cup, cup holder. holder. And I went back and I tried to find anything about that, and I wasn't able to, but it looked stock. It looked like it came with a car. It matched all the interior finishes. So I'm left to believe maybe Chrysler figured this out way Way early. before everybody else. Oh, yeah, sure. it had a cup holder in it, and the, you know, it's a, it was a slot that slid out and had a little kick down bottom to catch a cup. And I was the, just looking at that going, boy, that, that looks out of place for the car. Oh, my God. It was white on white with these kind of gold tannish accents. Oh, yeah. And the only thing it needed was that pull-down, you know, turntable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would come out and to play some, uh, you know, uh, what is it, Exotic Village or uh, some Claudine Langer on it. <laughs> that, that was the most kick a car. I would have. Oh. Well, the other thing that got me about that Matador is did you look at the dash? It was push button 
everything. everything. <laughs> there were more buttons on that dash than an old Rockola jukebox. That man. thing had more tech than Apollo Eleven. It was a. Uh, it had buttons it everywhere. Awesome. That was and that was <laughs> and that was a cool car. The guy had uh, what looked like maybe Kelsey Hayes wires on it, or maybe they were factory uh, Chrysler wires that were on it. But I'd never seen a Dodge Matador before. And what was that? Uh, uh, the man, not manifold. The. Uh, on the engine. That cross-ram intake. Ca- yeah, yeah, that, that is just – now, that's the one thing I thought, that is so ugly, but interesting. No, I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's – of course, that was the part you like. I like no, doing no, old I, boats, I, and you're I, like, oh, look at this. Honest to God, I, I'm not a Mopar fan. Yeah. And I really liked that car, and that cross-ram intake was really cool. But it also looked like it was massive, and it looked like it weighed 100 pounds easy. Oh, my God. Could you imagine trying to haul that thing off of there? No, that's uh, a two-guy job. And it's, what, <laughs> two four-barrel carbs on yeah. the top of it? Jeez. Yeah, but really cool show. Uh, it's one we've been talking up forever, and I'm glad we both made it out there. And lots of neat people showed up. Oh, and the other thing was we got the three generations of Corvettes lined up together, red, white, and blue. Got a lot of cool pictures from that. Stuff we'll have up on the website. Uh, had that white 65 next to my red 60 next to that blue 72. What a cool shot that was. Well, coming up next, we're going to be talking to uh, Freddy Hernandez. Goes by Tavarish. Yes. And he's an automotive YouTuber, writer, and very entertaining and interesting dude. Yes, he is. Coming up next on Road Muscle Radio. Back with Road Muscle Radio, we've got a guest tonight. Mark, you're going to love this guy. Uh, do tell. Uh, cheat me in. Okay. What, is, what does he do? Well, he he buys cars that have issues. Oh, like emotional issues. They're sad. They're lonely. Some of these are sad Neglected. cars. There's some of them are sad cars. Perhaps evil. Um, like he bought uh, the the cheapest Mercedes SL. Uh, AMG convertible in the country yeah. and went through and he makes videos showing how he fixes the cars oh, and nice. how he brings them back to life. And he's done a lot of interesting cars, but the one that he, he started on eight months ago was a burnt salvage Lamborghini Gallardo oh what? With, <laughs> with a with a full custom twin turbo system on it. Oh, wow. And it had, like I said, gone through a car fire. And he bought the thing and started taking it apart and going through and addressing every issue in the whole car. And he's been doing this one for eight months. But the, he's it's done Bob some, the Rebuilder. Oh, yeah. Can he rebuild it? Uh, yes, he can. Welcome to this old Lambo. But <laughs> he's done a lot of really cool cars. And I'm going to let him tell you about it. His name is Freddy Hernandez. He goes by Tavarish. It's Russian for friend or comrade. Freddie, welcome to Road Muscle Radio. Thanks for having me. Also, um, I, I noticed that you read the uh, Wikipedia, so that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I read what you sent me, and I went through everything. And first of all, and, and this has been on my mind for a while, where do you get the balls to tear into a Lamborghini? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> the thing is, I mean, with, with Lambos, they're just – they're just cars. They're just a little more expensive, and you can't find parts. 
and nobody wants to touch him and nobody wants to help you. But other than that, they're but other than that, that's good. Like again, I say, so, <laughs> what a what a socially thrilling experience. <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful oh, yeah. land of loneliness in Greece. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm an automotive pariah now. <laughs> so yeah, do you like having money? Then. Uh, <laughs> How, how Maybe did, this, car, this is not the car for you. How did you find this thing, and how did you even think about getting into it? I am so curious. Was this a, a Craigslist thing, or did you plan this? So I didn't plan any of this. Uh, <laughs> this was basically I was on eBay. I think it was on a uh, Sunday, and I was just very drunk. curious about how the, the, the Gallardo market was. I just wanted to see you know, what, what they're doing, and then I saw this thing, and uh, it was for sale for, I believe, Seventy grand or like sixty nine 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 eight nine nine eight nine, you know. Uh-huh. So um, then I looked at it and I said, "Oh well, you know, it's just some regular convertible." And then I looked a little deeper and saw that, "Oh, it's a manual." And then, "Oh, it has twin turbos." And I'm like, "Okay, th- this is this might actually be a, a, a good value." So I had an Aston Martin V8 Vantage at the time. So I I did some mental math and I said, "Okay, if I could sell the Aston, and then I have like another, I had a Porsche 944 project that never really." did anything so i said if i sell that one too then i'll be in spitting distance of kind of giving a low ball offer for this car (laughs) so after after that like i I sent over an offer i said i'll give you 55 grand and like obviously they didn't respond to that uh so after that uh, i i got an email from them saying that you know we're we've sent out offers for 65 grand to like four people but if you can give us 64 then the car is yours. And me, I'm like, you know, I, I'm at this point, I'm a little iffy about this because yeah. it's a sight unseen car. And, you know, it's just, there's so much stuff that can go wrong. Apparently, according to the, to the, uh, the people that were selling the car, it was a running driving car, except for the fact that the clutch did not work. So it wasn't really driving. It was just kind of running and you can push it if you wanted to. Oh, nice. So, okay. You're the one who's running beside it, holding the wheel. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you you have to run, but the car does. It'll drive if you run. So um, you can push then, it, but while uh, you're pushing it, you're going. Rrr, yeah, go rrr. <laughs> yeah, make the noises and everything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, then I got. Uh, I, I had a viewer actually come and check the car out because it was in the San Diego area in uh, California, and. Uh, Apparently, he said that the car was okay. I mean, all all I was looking at was, like, frame damage. Like, make sure the car wasn't, like, melted in, you know, or in two pieces or something like that. And he said, yeah, well, it, it runs, and, like, it doesn't run well, but it runs. So I said, that's good enough for me. So I had the car, you know, sent over, and the rest is kind of history. I mean, I've made a lot of videos about this car, so it's uh, there's a lot that went into it. So for people who don't know, how bad was the fire damage? So the fire damage actually wasn't too bad. Um, when I got the car, uh, I actually got in contact with the old owner, the previous owner. And, you know, the previous owner, they also have kind of delusions of grandeur about how good the car was. And then, you know, me tearing the car apart, like I know exactly how good the car is or isn't. And it wasn't very good. Uh, everything on that car was kind of put together quite poorly by the, the previous shop. But the fire damage was such that uh, the, the old owner was at a gas station. He was filling up the car and the car is, the Gallardo's weird because you can't really put the, uh, the, the nozzle inside the, the fuel filler neck. Uh, you have to do it at an angle or else it just keeps clicking. Like it, it'll tell you that it's full, but it's not. 
So he had it at an angle, and then some guy just came up and started talking to him, you know, as, as people are wont to do if you see a Lamborghini at a gas station. So he, he talks and talks and doesn't realize that he's overfilling the car. And this is after he's been he's sort of uh, driving, let's say, spiritedly, you know? Uh, so <laughs> It's nice and warm. Afterwards. Exactly. <clears throat> so um, the gas spills over uh, onto everything. And, like, the gas tanks on this car are two inches from the hot exhaust uh, manifolds. Oh, they're, no. they're two inches from the headers. So uh, it spills over, gets on the exhaust manifolds, goes up, and uh, some gas goes on the floor, so that is now on fire as well. And this is a gas station. So um, <laughs> this was not a good situation. So uh, the, the bulk of the fire damage was just kind of above the uh, fuel filler neck, like in that area, and also on the other side, uh, just kind of along the side of the car. That's where the, uh, the fire kind of pooled up. Fire doesn't pool up, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of burnt some harnesses. And it really wasn't all that bad. It, it, it took off some paint on one side, but other than that, it was pretty non... Like, you see all these Lambos in the news, and, you know, these guys are just... They're waiting for the fire truck to get there, and their car just burns to the ground. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they're, they're crying and whatever. That, that's not what happened here. It's a gas station. They put it out real quick. So it was, it was up for, like, a few minutes, and then they put it out, and... Um, the only thing that was harmed really was uh, some some harnesses that are replaced and just some plastic panels and the paint. Now and that's that's basically it. Catfish hasn't seen it yet, but I have. Watching you dig into the <laughs> wiring on this thing, uh-huh. I was looking at that and going, "There's just no way, dude. There's I hate wiring. No, I hate electric. There's no way." And there's a bundle uh, behind the seats in this Gallardo uh, fish that is as big as your wrist. Why? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Why so, um, why? The the car has a wiring harness uh, for a standalone ECU, so it's an aftermarket engine computer. And um, the way they put that in is they they just kind of jammed all the wires, like all the aftermarket wires, just in there. And hopefully something <laughs> didn't short. So it was it was quite quite a it was quite an ordeal to put everything back in a way where it wouldn't. You now wires sticking out. You didn't have anything frayed. Uh, and also, I mean, there's so many shops that had this car and uh, they worked on it and they might not know what they were doing. And, and it was just it was just a mess. But now it's manageable. Uh, now everything <laughs> works. You know, I've, I've had um, I went through every single inch of wiring on this car. So it's, which, it all should be good, which would have driven but, uh, most people nuts. I would have gone insane. I it, just, course, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. But. From what from what I've seen, the thing looks gorgeous. Here's the next question: When's Matt Farah coming to drive it? So Matt, um, Matt has a. I mean, he always has open invite to, to come here. Matt's a friend, but um, he said that it's the only reason why he would ever come to Florida uh, <laughs> just to drive the car. Uh, which is, I mean, I love Florida, but um, I think I'm going to go over there. Are you? I'm going to try to get the car over there. Yeah. Uh, so I might be doing something later, probably early next with the car if i mean if and when this thing gets done so uh i want to have it over there i I know a lot of people in california you know we can go on the 
uh, nice twisty mountain roads, and uh, hopefully it doesn't burst into flames again. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. I think you owe it to yourself after putting in this much work, and the car is stunning, man. It looks really fantastic. The way that uh, all right. the way the the way the <laughs> front okay. came together looks amazing. So I'm excited for you to get it done now. You've conquered one burnt exotic mid-engine European car, and you got well, another one the, from the somebody. Young. The day is young. I haven't conquered anything <laughs> yet. <laughs> and, and you got another one waiting from a guy who lives not too far from us, uh, just oh, a few yeah. a few hours down the road. And this one uh-huh. looked a lot crispier than your Lamborghini did. Have you got any plans yeah. for, for Hoovy's 355 yet? Have you started to dig into that? So I don't even... I, I don't have the car yet. Uh, I'm oh, no kidding. getting the car on Sunday. Somebody is uh, another YouTuber, um, a guy uh, named Robert Dunn. Uh, he's, uh, he has a YouTube channel called Aging Wheels. He's actually getting the car from Hoovy, uh, essentially the, the, the wizard shop, and uh, driving it down to me. Oh, goodness. So um, I've never seen the car. I don't know how bad it is. Catfish is looking and at me. There's another YouTuber named Tyler Hoover. He's got a channel called Hoovy's Garage. Okay. And he had a 355 Ferrari Spider, <laughs> gorgeous car, black okay. over tan, and had <laughs> had shipped it to yet another YouTuber, uh, uh, the gentleman who, he hosts Vehicle Virgins, isn't it? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, and it had shipped it to California, and the, God bless the guy, it caught fire on him after he got gas in it. <gasps> Super and. rare. I mean, those Ferraris aren't known for fires at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we got plenty more questions to ask to find out what's coming up next with Tavarish on Road Muscle Radio. It's Road Muscle Radio, Kansas City's talk show for throttle junkies, motorheads, anyone who loves rocking the driver's seat like you do. I am Catfish Groves. I am the guy who doesn't know a whole lot of anything but can talk about everything. And <laughs> plus, uh, I, I so hardcore dig those uh, those big, fat American classics. I'm here with Brett Hatfield, who is a senior auto auction analyst for Sports Car Market Magazine and American Car Collector Magazine, knows a lot about everything and likes to talk about it. Uh, you can check him out, writer and editor of ReadTheDriven.com. Plus, you've got the Corvette, you've got the 61 Impala, Vlad the Impala, and a 63 Impala convertible, and, and, uh, oh, let's, and, 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 I, and I'm up to eight cars, and it's a good thing I don't work. Well, you know, you need to make it an even 10. And then a baker's dozen. Oh, no. we got to work no. on this. This is a bad idea. You no. need double digits, man. Those are rookie numbers. Oh. <laughs> see? <laughs> see, Tavares knows. i got a kid who wants to go to college. What am and, I going to do? they can get there hey, in any car they want. Daddy got a Cobra, exactly. and you're going to go yeah. to community college. Uh, you know, you, you're, what you're doing is goal setting. Goal setting. <laughs> well, we are talking with uh, Tavares, uh, and we were just getting into... This uh, Hoovy's Ferrari 355, and what's cooking with that <laughs> besides oh, the car? God, that's bad, man. <laughs> there's been a lot of a lot of different names for this car. There's a there's a you know three five five alarm. Uh, there's Fahrenheit 355. <laughs> there's a Fox Ferrari. <laughs> oh. 
Oh, I mean, it's, uh, it's, I'm it's, laughing with it's, it's laughing a lot of, with a lot of fun names. I can name this. Thing. Yeah, good times. Yeah, <laughs> just and I I feel bad for him because he loved that car. Now, what is it that you've got to dig into? What it, what is the main problems with it that you you see here in the beginning? Just to just to get it, or did it? I I take it it was a pretty hardcore burn. Yeah, I mean the main problem was that it was on fire. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, man. The, Thanks for clearing that up for me. Is that everything was on fire. Like, you know, no. it it's crazy. Every like the the engine, the interior. Uh, I I it looks like everything is done. So I really have everything apart to see you know if there's anything usable. Honestly, I think the block is still good. Uh, I think the engine block should be all right, just because it didn't get that hot to melt aluminum. Uh, which you can you can sort of tell what the heat range of the of the fire was. It it did go up pretty good, and it did melt a lot of the plastic. But plastic melts at like basically a little above room temperature. So yeah, there's a I real mean, painful um, clip of it on YouTube. The interior's trashed. Uh, the harnesses are trashed. Uh, oh. Like some of the suspension components are trashed. But uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get a um, I'm trying to get a parts car. So with the parts car, I can just get everything I need and then just like kind of put everything back where it should be. And in addition, I'm also trying to convert it from the spider convertible roof to a hard top uh, sort of Berlinetta because I just love the style of those. So what are you so going to take like the badge? Of a project. You're going to take the badge from Hoobie's car and just glue it onto like the parts car and call her done? Had I nice mean, wheels my and God. good exhaust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, it's weird because talking about this, I've been on Hemmings Motor News because I'm like totally cruising the bottom levels of the world looking for my my first real classic of uh, of adulthood. And um, mm-hmm. one of the things they had on Hemmings was all of these auctions for br- hurt cars. Yeah. And I saw, God, what was it? It was one of the more modern Corvettes that had just yeah. scorched. Yep. There was – it. Was, they had a picture of it, and it was for sale. And they were getting like eight or ten thousand dollars for it. And there was a fuel cell, and there was an engine block. You've seen my and sixty a frame, Corvette. And nothing else in between. You've seen my sixty and Corvette. Would say eight to ten thousand for that. Yeah, it was insane. I don't know what Holy was crap. left of that vehicle that was worth it. Of course, oh. I'm also an idiot, so somebody might be able to look at it and go, <laughs> "Oh, well, it's because of this and this." But okay, being a lifelong vet head. You've been in my 60 Corvette. There's a reason there's a big fire extinguisher sitting on the floor in front of the passenger seat. (laughs) And it's not from cigars. No, sir. Uh, Those things catch. You you definitely need a fire extinguisher in anything you modify. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this car's bone stock, the point being, they're fiberglass. It's a petroleum product. It burns like nobody's business. So there's a good reason to have those in there. I, I hats off to you, man. I take I took one look at that, and I was just thinking that's going to be the gutsiest thing ever. I thought the Lambo was a big deal. The fact that you're going to dig into this, I'm really impressed with. Um, you also have well, we'll see how it goes. I mean, it's it's it, again, it's just a car, so uh, I'm actually a little bit um, more excited about this than I am the Lambo because the Lambo is more modern. This, I can get away with a lot more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, kind of get away with a lot less just because the wiring is a lot more simple. There's no can bus to deal with. I don't have to get some crazy uh, diagnostics equipment. Like, oh, yeah. This is as close to, you know, it's not small block Chevy, but it's as close to that as you can get. It's one of the last analog for. It is the last analog Ferrari, isn't it? So, I mean, sort of. It did have... It does have OBD2. It has, uh, I think it has two ECUs. 
but uh, all that's going to get replaced by something a little more modern, uh, just so I can have a clean slate. Uh, but it, it still does have like a timing belt um, that needs to get changed. I mean, obviously now it needs to get changed, but uh, it doesn't really have a lot of modern uh, amenities. It, it's really, really simple, and uh, I think it should be pretty easy to work on. Now, it seems like lately you've been sourcing a lot of, an awful lot of stuff from other auto journalists. Uh, you had sort of, yeah. You had Demuro's uh, Aston Martin, and uh-huh. now you've got a couple of cars that came through Hoovy, uh, that Ferrari, and also his uh, his Russian gangster uh, Bentley. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I love that thing. That's, it's, it's so cool. I, I'm just wa- wondering if you knew anybody who owned that. Uh, I I personally do not, but I I told him. <laughs> Uh, he actually sent me, you know, a bunch of uh, kind of Russian documents that he found from the car, and uh, I uh, translated everything for him, uh, and basically told him that the car has been like repossessed like six times. Oh, <laughs> wow. it's most likely been rolled back a, a few times, and it's just it, it's it's insane, and it's all for like non-payment. It's they're, they're all the same, and they get repossessed within like two months of each other. It's it's crazy. Oh wow. And you also have a brand new warehouse to work out of. Congratulations, oh, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you. That is just the best way to go with multiple cars. Yeah. So I just got a um, uh, an email from Benpack, and Benpack makes, uh, you know, lifts, and they also have uh, a sister company, Ranger, who makes, uh, you know, like, tire changers and uh, and balancers and a lot of, like, like garage stuff, like, very high-quality, heavy-duty equipment. And uh, I gave them a wish list of, you know, stuff that I wanted in my garage, and they approved all of it. So <laughs> I mean, they're going to deck my garage out with, like, lifts, and uh, I can change my own tires. I'm going to have a parts washer. Uh, I'm going to have, you know, hydraulic presses and uh, air compressors and all that stuff. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're speaking with Freddie Hernandez, also known as Tavarish, on YouTube and uh, multiple other outlets he has his own uh, podcast that he does with a buddy, and that's called Car Guys Talk. You can find that on YouTube and where all else, Freddie? Uh, yeah, I mean, just go on uh, go on YouTube. Um, I'm also on uh, iTunes, Google Play Music, uh, and uh, SoundCloud. Awesome. You've got the Bentley. You've got the 355. You're wrapping up the Lambo. You're working on that Supra. That'll, did you say you were going to do a turbo conversion on that? Yeah, so the Supra, I already have all the parts necessary for that. Um, the Supra is getting a turbo conversion from a, uh, a later model Supra. So uh, kind of I'm changing the cylinder head, uh, putting a better flowing one on there, uh, and then just doing everything custom from there. And hopefully it should be around 650 to the wheels. So, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. On a Supra? <laughs> I love it. He, that's a yeah. jet-propelled, like, little, uh, oh, my God. He's he's an absolute <laughs> madman, and I love him. I love him. It's like a Pez dispenser that's a shotgun. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and uh, you also have a couple other projects. Tell us what you got in the pipeline. All right. So uh, you already heard about the Supra. Uh, I do have the 04 Bentley. Uh, we talked about that. I have a 2003 SL55 AMG. I'm converting that into the uh, very first manual six-speed uh, so that that should be uh, oh, that should cool. be one. It, it was really tough trying to get a transmission for that. Um, I also have uh, Hoobie's, um Well, it's mine now. It's not his anymore. Uh, the <laughs> Ferrari F three fifty five. 
I also have a 1995 Dodge Viper um, that oh uh, needs some cosmetic work. It's it's all kind of sorted out with um, uh, mechanically, but cosmetically it's it's like six different colors. So uh, <laughs> that'll be that'll be interesting to sort <laughs> it's out. It's the Crayola um, Viper. I have yeah. Go ahead. It's the Crayola Viper. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a Harlequin Viper. <laughs> uh, it's a very, very rare Harlequin Viper. Uh, most panels are just primer. Um, but uh, I have that. I have my Dually, my F-350 Dually. And um, that is less of a project and more of a daily driver. And I have my actual daily driver, which is my, uh, which is also Hoobie's car, by the way. It used to be Hoobie's car, ex-Hoobie's car. Uh, a Mercedes uh, S600. So it's uh, it's kind of a big body, long wheelbase, twin, tor- uh, twin turbo V12. And I've got lots and lots of questions for you because I've got a 99 version of one of those critters that I'm starting to turn wrenches on. And I'd sure like it if somebody who knew more about them could help me out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. The, the 99 is really good. Those are the M120 V12s. Those, yeah. Uh, you can actually rev them out pretty good, and uh, I don't know if I don't know what your plans are, but they take well they take well to boost. Oh, wow! Yeah. Oh god, his I, eyes just lit up. Oh god! <laughs> let's see, what's it cost to ship one of those things to Florida? <laughs> <laughs> We've been talking with uh, Tavares, Freddie Hernandez, uh, YouTube phenom. Be sure to look him out. That's T A V A R I S H. Also, co-host of Car Guys Talk on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. Thank you so much for joining us today on Road Muscle Radio. And coming up next on Road Muscle Radio, Brett, you and I need to talk about the top 10 classic cars to restore, well, based on parts and simplicity. Yeah, I think I got a few additions I, to I think you, yeah, you were like, hang on, hang on a second. Let me correct this. We'll talk about that next on Road Muscle Radio. We're back with Road Muscle Radio. That guy's he's insane and fun. He is Dr. Frankenstein for cars, but the stuff he turns out looks gorgeous when he's done. And that is so gutsy. I you, Can you imagine me digging into a $55,000 wrecked car? Can you? It's $64,000. Yeah. Can you imagine me? I would... Uh, no. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I don't have those, that kind of gonas. But uh, this guy, wow. Well, and he said it a couple times. It's just a car. It's just a car. Yeah. So yeah, he's you know. got that ability to kind of separate, it's a car I'm working on from, wow, that was a giant chunk of my bank account. Yeah, Holy cow. Yeah, no kidding, man. <laughs> so very cool. Fun talking to him. Now we got to talk about stuff that's coming up. Get it on the schedule for getting on the road. Check out these car events across Kansas City in Exit Lane Live. All righty. We are winding down the car season so here in Kansas yeah. City, but we still have a little dab of stuff going you know, it's on. It's amazing you dug these out. I didn't even know these were out there. And I'm like, oh, look at you. There's just, and, and dig is right. <laughs> uh, Saturday, November 3rd from 8 to 10, Cars and Coffee at the Museum, yes. uh, hosted by our friends at the Kansas City Automotive, Automotive Museum. And, uh, you know, it's exactly what it says. It's cars and coffee. Got donuts there. Show up early. Make sure you can stake out your favorite Krispy Kreme. And you know what? November 3rd, you'll be able to uh, show off the abilities of your classic restored heater. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You know, <laughs> if you got classic cars, one of the things you run into in the summer months when you're driving them, 
Lots of them don't really cool themselves well. They uh-huh. overheat. Vlad the Impala is one of those. It is a hot runner. But cold weather, all those cars that get warm, they got nice heaters in them. Yeah, and, it's called uh, the engine block. Uh, <laughs> it's just warm in the yeah, front all, of that firewall. All my classics will keep your toes toasty. <laughs> and uh, November 3rd, your first stab at that. And then again, nice. uh, November 17th, again, Cars and Coffee at the Museum with our friends at the Kansas City Automotive Museum. Uh, I probably won't make that one because November 15th through the 17th at the Dallas Market Hall, 2200 North Stemmons Freeway in Dallas, Texas. Dallas. It's the Leak Collector Car Auction. I'll be back in auction mode, baby. I'm down there oh, covering dude. it for the two magazines. You're going to have fun down in Texas. And get to go down and see my buddy Gary Bennett and might run into the guys from Gas Monkey Garage. They're there every oh, now and then. Tell them I said hi. I'll be, I'll get right on it. I bet you will. And uh, also, we've got, right before I get out of town, November 9th through the 11th, the rescheduled Lake Garnett Grand Prix reunion. You don't have to bring your pontoon this time. <laughs> uh, Fingers crossed. Going to have the Haggerty Revival Showcase, the Autocross event, the KC Exotic and Supercars, and the High Speed Track event. This is going to be one to you want to check out. But one of the things that I'm, we're hoping for is nice, mild weather, because yes. a lot of the cars that run in this event are open cars, and oh, yeah, yeah no, it's yeah, yeah. no fun to drive your British <laughs> classic around in a circle with frostbite. Yeah, your frozen eyeballs. Not good. And the last, the, the last item on our list, I can't believe this. these guys got guts. December 1st in Lewisburg, Kansas, the Gasser <laughs> Giveaway and Toy Drive at Timber Creek Bar and Grill, 14 East Amity Street, Lewisburg, from 4 to 10 p.m., Man, you gotta you gotta have a set on you to have a car show in December. <laughs> that seems to be the theme of this show. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's some gutsy people out there. That's uh, a you know I, what I like is also it's very, you know it's a uh, a toy drive and they're you know you're gonna go getting that kind of ho ho go go holiday spirit and and it's at a bar and girls. You know it's it's so much win. All Santa Claus might show up in a red and white Corvette. He's been known to do it before. Uh-huh. Oh, that could happen. That could happen. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, with all that going on, one of the things that, uh, uh, it, like I've been looking at, I I went and looked at that 1960. Um, um, Saratoga. Yes. Why can't you remember Saratoga? I don't know why that word. It just doesn't make <laughs> any damn sense. And it's such a beautiful car because it looks so much like a DeSoto. Now, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. DeSoto, I remember the name of the Saratoga. I can't seem to get that word together. Beautiful, beautiful vehicle. But there was a little spot. There was a number of little spots, and uh, and it, it needed more love than I had, which it's part of the understanding of figuring out, you know, a man's got to know his limitations. Yep. And not just in what you can do, but why you're buying the car. So I found this uh, article uh, from autoclassics.com. Now, this is a global yes. auto thingy. Yeah, it is. So some of the stuff that they said, and we talked about that earlier. And I, I agree with some of the stuff. But then, I think they missed a few. Well, I think it's more like you got to be kind of global for some of them. I get uh, it. Not here. Uh, they're out of Miami. or uh, Yeah, they're out of Florida. Uh, top 10 classic, best classic cars to restore according and based on parts availability, simplicity, and size. So they're number, they're number 10. And just uh, I'm going to throw this out there. This is not the list we came up with. Uh, Mazda MX-5 Miata MK1. I did test drive one of those years ago. They were fun. The Mark Mons were real simple, basic little cars. What they did is Mazda took the idea that the Brits had with the MGs and the Triumphs and all that, wanted to create the classic, small, basic roadster. And they did a they did knockout it. job. And I remember reading the articles on those before they came out. 
they spent a lot of time tuning the exhaust note in those cars so they could get a real specific sound out of them. Hey, I've driven them. Yeah, they're fun. A lot of people I, I make fun, but a, they are a fun. lot of people make fun of them. They are a fun little car. Ford Mustangs, mostly from the '60s, still got the hots for a '69 fastback. Oh, I sure. agree. And the funny thing is about the parts when you and you and I have discussed this. You can basically buy a frame and then buy all brand new parts to go above it. Dynacorn makes a com- makes complete Mustang bodies. You can get. Uh, I just looked it up today with a friend here at work. A 1969 uh, Mustang. You can get uh, basically the entire shell and most of the body parts. I don't know if it included the front fenders for 16k. Wow! You've got all of that sheet metal already. Gee, and I'm like, dang, that's pretty amazing. Uh, number eight, Austin Seven. May not know what it is. Little British car from 1922. It looks kind of like if you took one of those little British cabs and then you squished it. Mm-hmm. It's adorable. It has a 696 cc engine. You have 42 cubic inches. Driven by gerbils. The whole thing weighs 794 pounds. Pick it up and take it with you. Yeah, why not? For, uh, number seven, Ford's Model A. Not the Model T. The Model A. Those were started in late 1927. Yeah. Kind of the precursor to Bonnie and Clyde looking vehicles. Yes. Very cool. And apparently parts. And it's seen a lot of straight sheet metal, so you can make it happen. Number six, a Citroen. Two CV, two cylinder engine. Richard M- Dreyfus drew drove one in American Graffiti. Yes, and yes. It's uglier than a tree full of owls. I'm, I'm. It's a yeah. It's a bag of, of not good parts. <laughs> but you know what? It's fun. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Number five is an MGB. We talked about those uh, before the show. Well, spiritual predecessor to the Miata. Oh yeah, so. good stuff. Number four, Land Rover Series one through three. I was a little surprised by that, uh, but then again, we're talking global, and they had a lot of straight body stuff that even yeah. if it was warpy, it kind of was just part of the character. Later Land Rovers used an, an aluminum V8 that was sourced from Buick. Oh Land gosh. Rover bought the, the rights from for it back in the 60s, I think. Cool. So Number three is a Mini. Doesn't surprise me. Old, new. Alakas Agonis. No- Cool little car. <laughs> Number two, VW Beetle. Yeah, they, you can find parts for those. They've rusted off the vehicle and they're laying in yards. I still want one now. <laughs> one of the originals. They stopped making them, by the way. Beetles, period. They're they're killing the whole line again. Yep. Yeah, it's a dead beetle. And number one, according to this list, is Midget Sprites. Uh, yeah. Uh, Triumph yeah. Little Bug Eye Sprites. Cool little cars. They they are groovy. The ones they miss and the ones they probably should have had on there. Uh-huh. Uh, GMA bodies. Cutlass, Chevelle, that oh, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because there were, they made a zillion of them, and they're getting to, you know, they've found their stride. They're going up in value. American muscle, uh, Corvettes, single most collected American car, period. And being a, a lifelong car, Corvette guy, you can swing a dead cat and hit a Corvette parts <laughs> supplier. They are, and out some there. people do. You can find everything out there. And the third thing that have really, that's really found its stride: GM and Ford square body trucks and SUVs. I'm talking early yeah, 70s to mid to late 80s. Uh, in fact, I drove one in tonight, driving that 1990 Bronco. Nice. Well, there you go. There's uh, the 10 and 3 to grow on if you're looking for your own 10 best classic cars to restore. And uh, that's it. Road Muscle Radio. You can catch us, drivers at, our driver at roadmuscleradio.com. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. And we will catch you again next time down the road on Road Muscle Radio. Adios. Adios.